1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky House! rocks the world. How do you like it? I'm Fight Fans, it's another episode of Once to Watch Series 3, episode number 4. Today's episode, we're speaking to 2-0 prospect from Wales, Jordan Withers. Now we're going to be talking to Jordan about his career, his journey through boxing. He's only 19 years old, so there isn't a great big story to tell here but there is some interesting bits of information from jordan about his life about his transition into boxing about the potential and the route he could have gone down as a fighter and the route he's chosen to go down as a fighter and also as always about the struggles of being a young professional boxer and what it's like to try and get yourself on the map before we do all that, of course please go and check us out on social media at once to watch pod on Twitter and the Facebook page as always is BTR Boxing Podcast. Subscribe on any platform available Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher Player FM. We're everywhere on social media and in the podcasting world. So this is it, episode number four of Ones to Watch. With Jordan with us. Oh, Jordan, it's great to get you on our "One's to Watch" series. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us. Let's get to know a little bit more about you.
0: Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm Jordan Withers. I'm 19 years of age. I'm from uh, Ronda in, in South Wales. And uh...
1: this "One's to Watch" series, Jordan, it's all about you telling your story to, to to the listeners and and finding out a little bit more about you. And obviously, you've said you're 19 years of age. You're quite young. You're quite new in your professional yeah. career. But I want to take it back to the beginning with you, and I want to find out what it was that got you involved in boxing.
0: Well, I started kickboxing when I was when I was four. I I'd um, kickboxing for about six six years. My two older brothers was uh, world champion kickboxers, so kind of been doing contact sports for uh, all my life. And um, I think I turned over to boxing when I was about ten, and um, just been doing boxing ever since. <laughs>
1: What was that transition like then, from kickboxing to boxing? It was
0: different, like because kickboxing you are using your legs, like so. <laughs> just I had to take out that and just just use my hands. But I was, I was always good with my hands in kickboxing. I thought it, I thought it was a no-brainer, really going into it.
1: Did you find that the the, the methods of training was slightly different? You know, the yeah, oh, the way you have to pivot your body as well.
0: Oh, hundred percent is. Like running stuff like that, everything's just different compared to. Especially when I was a kid as well back then, so it was all different.
1: So what was it like going into a boxing gym then for the first time? Given that you'd already had experience uh, in in contact sport, just like just like
0: second nature, really. Just walking into somewhere straight to training, straight to, just fight like that's you know, so what that's what my mentality was back then.
1: So when you was kickboxing, did you ever compete in any other tournaments? Yeah, I am. Um, I competed
0: for. I done. I think I was three-time British champion. I think I was something like that. Well, I just just loved it.
1: So there's always like a competitive nature about you. Then when oh, you transitioned yeah. over. Yeah, for Definitely yeah (laughs) so boxing then let's talk about it a little bit more and talk about your your journey through it so you 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 went into boxing around about 10 years old you've been in the gym ever since and obviously the transition is it's not too much of a difficult one you know anybody that that is in contact sport knows that there's a few little changes but ultimately it's all about dedicating yourself to the sport to get to where you want to go so when you started boxing what was it like doing skills bouts? Did you get any skills bouts and any amateur um, career?
0: Yeah, my I had my first skills bout when I was ten and um I think the ref had to hold me back a bit, Because like, I was just just head down, just straight in <laughs> straight in as a, as a, as I was, like. And um I just totally different compared to anything. And at the time I was playing rugby as well. So I was playing rugby and doing boxing at the same time. So it's different than it us.
1: So did you ever did you ever get the temptation when you started boxing when you were doing the skills house to just throw a roundhouse in randomly? Oh, did you ever yeah. get that?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought about it a few times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what's um what's what's the amateur side of the sport been like for you then?
0: I had about seventy seventy amateur fights I did. I boxed boxing two European championships. I um I think i done three British British championships. I won six or five Welsh titles, a British title. I think I lost about thirteen fights in it or fourteen fights as an amateur.
1: So it sounds like you had a pretty pretty decent amateur yeah. career then, by all accounts. Yeah. It sounds like it's been yeah, pretty got, good for you.
0: Last, last going off, I was living down in Cardiff on the Commerce Games team, ready for the twenty twenty two Commerce Games. But then I just didn't really it were for me, like so I turned over.
1: So what what wasn't for you when it came to that was it was it the way it works was it the, the, the um, regimented it style just, of it? It was just the
0: way they they was living down there. Like it's just everything. It was like it was like school. We was earning damn pennies compared to what they was earning, and we was training four five four times a day, just putting your body through hell just for just for a medal really, and just for them to kind of criticise you. And I just didn't like it to be honest.
1: So that's where you obviously made that decision then to turn over uh, as a professional and that was last year, last September you turned over as a professional and had your first fight. So talk me through what the experience was like from the moment you got in the back in the changing rooms to getting wrapped up, to getting gloved up and then to coming out.
0: It's surreal really, like yeah. Kind of leading up to it, getting rid of the tickets, stuff like that. All, all your family, your friends coming to support you, and then it kind of kicks in when you're sitting there putting the the professional raps on, when they patting your hands up, and then and just thinking wow, like. and then you walk out to your, to music. I know it was a small uh hall, but I felt like I was walking out into into a massive stadium. The amount of people were shouting is the best feeling in my life.
1: And what about the fight itself? Then how did you, how did you find that the first time going in as a professional? Oh, it's, it's like, cause I've, I've it was different
0: because I I got in the ring and from the first shot they caught him with, He was just he just ran for the whole fight. Then. just it's different then, and plus he was an extra winner as an amateur.
1: You talked about ticket selling. Uh, obviously, that is a a key part of becoming a professional boxer, especially when yeah. you're boxing in the in the home corner as well and. Obviously, you've got to sell so many tickets to at least cover the cost of that opponent. How did you find that the first time? Oh, it was,
0: it was hard, really. Like compared to as an amateur, you just turn up and fight. Like this time, you had to put getting rid of tickets, you had to ask people, just constantly. Like you, it's hard, really, because you you're tired and you after sessions and then you just want to relax, but you can't. You have to get out, get out and sell tickets. It's a stressful time, like.
1: <laughs> And are you are you working as well as as being a professional boxer?
0: No, I don't. I don't work. I don't. I live live at home with my mother and father.
1: So do they help you? You know, oh, financially.
0: Yeah, yeah, they help me massively. Really, I think like, without them, I couldn't do it. Like.
1: well, it's a big part of it, and I say this a lot to every fighter that I speak to at a similar level to yourself. Where obviously some of them will go out to work and juggle a family, or some of them will be like yourself, quite young and and still live at home and have the benefit of living at home to be able to become a professional yeah. boxer. And and obviously, like you said yourself, it's hard trying to get them tickets out there, trying to get your name out there. And you go yeah. into you, you got into your second professional fight at the back end of last year. Did you find any differences between the two in terms of oh. you know selling the tickets and how it all worked for you?
0: massively it was like the time of year it was a month month for christmas so he had families give it trying to get the best christmas for the kids and um it was hard to sell tickets i couldn't even give them away some them, it was he was so stressful. Well, people were saying i can't i can't afford it i can't and plus he was in the middle of nowhere so it was hard to, to sell them. like
1: well that seems to be um <laughs> that seems to be the kind of the area you live in obviously you know Wales as a whole yeah, exactly. some some places are quite remote aren't they and obviously when oh, you've got yeah. when you've got to travel as, as a fight fan you know thinking about it from a fight fan's perspective you've got to kind of travel a certain distance to get to a place where you've got to pay so much for a ticket to go and see the fighter but obviously you've got a lot of friends and family that are there that are supporting you and it's about you trying to build up the profile and the platform to be able to get more people interested in in what you do because over the past eighteen months to twenty-four months, there's been some really good boxers that have been coming out of Wales that we've had on this particular show before, and, and obviously some of them have gone on to do to do really good things. That you know, I mentioned to yourself before, Gavin Gwyn was the one of them who went on to fight Joe Cardina, you know, in a great fight. So there's there's a lot of hope for for the Welsh fighters out there to yeah, really put themselves Welsh, out. Welsh
0: boxing at the moment is is booming. Like there's a lot of good talent coming through, so it's thriving at the moment.
1: And there's obviously a lot more shows I'm noticing, a lot more small horse shows that are being put on now. You've got sort of promoters coming over from from England. You've got more Pryor obviously doing some shows over uh, in in Swansea and Cardiff, and then obviously you've got Sanegar uh, events doing their stuff with, with Chris and Jamie doing their stuff over there. So it's, yeah. it's great with with what they're doing. But for you as a fighter now as a professional you're 2 and 0 oh, you know you're looking at going into your third professional fight which we'll talk about a little bit later but what things have you learned so far that you can take into the build up for your third professional fight in terms of how you're going to put yourself out there and how are you going to get rid of them tickets you know to kind of get people in seats to be able to cover the cost of that opponent
0: it's just kind of get it done early and keep promote myself on social media and everything like could do like i done stuff last time, like going down, take 10 tickets down your local rugby club and say, Oh, get, we'll help you get rid of these or something, or just like you give them to my brothers and say, Yeah, try and help me get rid of things again. It's, it's it helps massively, and yeah? so I think I'm gonna try and get myself out there a bit more this time. It's just hope for the best. Like
1: you only had two professional fights, have you got any sponsors on board as yet? Yeah, I got a few sponsors on board. Okay, and them particular sponsors, do you want to give give them a shout out and obviously let them know and let the listeners know who they are and who's supporting you? I got
0: MN Body Coach, I got WCK Kickboxing Club, Pit Stop Garage, um, P Group, Triple Crown Garage, Bailey's Burgers, and um, LCL.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Well a big shout out to all them sponsors because obviously as we've been speaking about and anyone that listens to the show knows when I've spoken to different fighters knows how important it is for local businesses to be sponsoring you and, and helping you get to that next level because without them and the support of your family and your friends of course it'd be very very difficult to get your professional career off the ground so it's really good to hear that you have got that support behind you, and and obviously you again. I'll, I'll say it again. You are really young. You're only nineteen years age of age, and obviously people have got to remember that that you you've got to nurture your career and, and obviously get the right fights for yourself. And it's so early on for yourself. So
0: yeah, during that's that's a massive part there because money young now is trying to hold me back now because it, it's I got plenty of years left Me, it's no point rushing me and everything
1: so when you when you decided to get into boxing and you decided to turn over because you you know the commonwealth games really wasn't for you no what what did you set your sights on then what did you set your sights on in terms of ambitions for boxing
0: i just want to be the just leave a footprint really in, in boxing and just try to be the best best i can be i see the likes of good talents like me and i think i'm Come up the ranks now, and i hopefully follow his footsteps, hopefully in a few years' time, and be um aim at the British title and then move forward then to world title or something like that' you've got to set goals and everything like that
1: absolutely for you, obviously, you've got so much time in your hands to to be able to develop that side of your career and obviously develop. You're the the business side of your career to be able to get yourself out there and and pushing yourself onto these shows, so it is very important for for anybody that listens to 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 the interview that you know they do get in touch with you and they do purchase tickets off you and and obviously they do support you. So if there's anybody in obviously the local area that that wants to get in touch with you, how did, how did he do that? How did he get hold of you to be able to get tickets from you? On my social
0: media, really, I got my my name on on Facebook. It's Joe Withers. Uh, Instagram is jomers16 and uh, Twitter is jomers15 on Twitter, so you can just contact me on any, any one of them social medias.
1: So I was talking a little bit earlier about you working and if you did any work outside of the ring. Now obviously at the moment you don't, but you've got good support to be able to substantiate your boxing career, but let's just talk a little bit more about you then really. We've talked about a little bit about your journey through boxing and from kickboxing to boxing and obviously where you're at at the moment, but what 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 do you do outside of boxing is it just eat sleep boxing repeat or is it you know you do other things you've got a, another life outside of boxing that people might want to want to know about that might be interested in getting to know you a bit more about
0: i just just like spending time with just going out and just spending time with my family and everything i used to used to do a lot of sports when i when i was younger in the amateur side when i was when i was a kid i used to just I used to do every sport. It was really it was rugby, MMA, judo, football. Everything. I just used to love everything. Like <laughs> a.
1: There's a lot of prospects coming through at the moment in in boxing in general from from England, Wales, and Scotland, and obviously Ireland as well. And you know you're you're a you're a big part of of that going forward and and the progression of this sort of next decade of of what we're going to see different events and potential pay per view events down the line. For for you now, twenty twenty, what do you what do you essentially want to do this year in terms of the number of fights you want to be involved in?
0: I'd hopefully look at about three to four fights this year, and then next year, and hopefully go for a Welsh title then next year. Because I'm only only two zero now, I'll be going for a third fight in late March now. So hopefully, it'd be about six and zero, maybe six seven zero by the end of this year.
1: So, let's talk a little bit about that fight then. You've got a fight coming up at the end of March. What's the date for it? Uh, 28th of
0: March is in uh, Swansea in the C
1: two Arena. Oh, brilliant. So, that's great. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming you don't have an opponent announced for no, it. Yet. Uh, be no, it I haven't the got any opponent
0: yet.
1: Okay, but at this stage of your career, you know you, you're going to be fighting guys that are are experienced fighters that are in the away corner most of the time that are going to come to to give you a little bit of a test, you know, as as the fights go by and, and, and try and learn something new in there. And, yeah. and the, the the first couple of fights that you've had when you've been in there, do you feel like you've learned something new?
0: Oh, definitely. Like my from my first fight to the second, it was completely different opposition. Like the first one, Hardly threw at me really, but the second one I thought oh, I'd be the same as the first. I can't. first two shots the boy threw, he went to take my head off. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, here we go. And I went, and then yeah, that boy, he's had I think about eighty odd fights. He's never been dropped, never been stopped, and I dropped him in the third round. It was the first ever boy to do that. And he fought well, like it's a Ted cheese man. It's good, great. Great boys in Britain,
1: like you fought Victor Edgar who's quite a well-known, uh, <laughs> well-known journeyman on the circuit. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him a few times against prospects here in the northwest in Manchester. I've seen him fight loads of different guys, and he is that type of fight. He's very unorthodox, very awkward. Yeah. So you did all right there, to be fair to him. To, to to get your points victory over him. And it's good that you've obviously had that experience with two well-known fighters on the circuit, with obviously Liam yeah. uh, and Victor in your first two fights. And obviously over the course of the next year, you'll be looking to get different experiences with different fighters that have that have been in with other big names that we're aware of on the domestic scene. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been really good to kind of get a little bit more from you to find out what it is that makes you tick a little bit more and, and and what you've been doing inside the ring what you've been doing outside the ring the journey that you've that you've been on so far, and obviously you've got friends and family that'll that'll be listening to this interview and and that'll be you know absolutely ecstatic at the fact that you know you've got this support behind you any particular. Members of your family that you know you want to give a shout out to while you're on, uh, for all the support that they've given to you.
0: My mother, my mother and father really like they give me everything. They took me, took me places. Everything I want to go, training, food, everything is constantly. My father comes to training. He sits in the car, waits for me. Does everything for me, funding. I I think if if I weren't for them, I wouldn't be doing boxing. I I, I dread to think what I'd be doing in life.
1: Did you did you ever I know it's a random question at this point, but did you ever get that consideration in your mind of thinking the Commonwealth Games wasn't for you, so I think I'd turn pro. Did you ever have any sort of doubts that you'll ever go any further with your career?
0: Oh, definitely. When I when I finished with um last boxing down uh, on the Commonwealth Games squad, I thought that oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do now, but then I just thought I'm gonna turn over like and then from there it's just been just up, you know, constantly just having good times
1: have you ever had any temptation to just sort of turn around and go you know what i'm 19 years old i'm just gonna go out and maybe live my life for a little bit
0: oh definitely that's it's you're gonna get things again. Like anyone who say, says he doesn't is lying really because i'm only young now and, and just it's that's where you go just my, my
1: father keep me on the street and narrow. And it's good that you're dedicated and that's the thing, you obviously you turned professional at a young age and you've had that good amateur experience behind you, even in combat sports for the majority of your life and you've you've clearly got the discipline to be able to stick at it for, for for a good period of time. So for you, it's all about getting them learning fights this year, it's all about getting that support behind you, getting the people, you know, knowing who you are and, and putting your putting your name on the map a little bit more this year so it's been really good to to get to know a little bit more about you like I said earlier and obviously know a little bit more about your journey and how you could have gone down a different route in terms of going to the commonwealths and maybe going down that side but instead you've decided to go down what some might say is an even harder route which is which is turning professional and trying to make a name for yourself that way.
0: Yeah, this it seems like most people just turn for just for the just for the title and just say I'm professional, but they don't don't realize how much hard work it is. Like ticket sales, training, and everything.
1: So it's it's, it's harder, I'd say well some people don't even make it that's the thing some people no, do know. not even make it so <laughs> it's it's a difficult sport and, and, and anybody that steps into that ring you know once they've done that for the first time they know how difficult it is and oh, it, is, definitely. it definitely it definitely makes or breaks you as a person and there's a lot of people especially, out there
0: especially with the tickets when you try to sell them and people <laughs> say oh I can't come now or, or and it's oh, you just feel like saying no, just bugger it.
1: (laughs) That is one of the most common things that every fighter at your stage will say. Everybody will say the same thing. The worst thing about this early stage of being a professional is, is obviously the ticket selling and trying to get people to commit to it. And it's very difficult. And I can't really put into words for the listeners how difficult it really is because you've got to go out there most of the time and physically give these tickets to people and, and get that money off them to give to the promoter to cover the cost of the opponent to then try and make a little bit off it yourself and then pay anybody out that you need to potentially pay out. And then also you've got the sponsorship side of the sport, which you've got to try and get people convinced that you're a decent enough fighter and a decent enough lad to want to sponsor and, and, and want to put some sort of financial backing into. So yeah, yeah that's, exactly that's how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really difficult. So I'm really a chut to have got to have spoken to you today about you and, and your career and your journey today. It's it's obviously only been a short one so far because you are only nineteen, but you certainly got a lot of time in your hands to do something and, and it's why we've brought you on this ones to watch series, because you know, it's good to get you at this stage of your career in twelve months, eighteen months down the line, you could come back onto the episode and tell me You've had six, seven, eight, nine fights and you've potentially won a Welsh title and bigger things are are happening next year as well. So it's been great to have you on, Jordan. I really appreciate your time.
0: It's great. It's good talking to you. Thank you.
1: So there you go, fight fans. That was Jordan Withers, 2-0, only 19 years of age. Fights on the 28th of March in Swansea. If you want to get at him for tickets, you can find him on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Jordan Withers, go and search him up, go and follow his journey and check him out there and give him the support he so greatly needs to get that career off the ground. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Ones To Watch Podcast, please go and leave us a rating and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, podcast or any of the available podcasting apps out there. If you want to follow us and get all the latest episodes, you can do so by checking us out on Twitter at once to Watch Pod and on Facebook on the main page, BTR Boxing Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Once to Watch and we'll see you next time. The dream is made real! Ricky the world! How do you like it? How do you like it?
0: I wish I was 50 years younger you and I'd you. kick your ass. It's over!